How should you respond when you read something online that by the power of either the stories or the statistics shared makes you feel that if you don't immediately respond to the technology advertised that your church will be left behind in reaching your world, being up to date, or in some other way implied that is absolutely essential for you to hit that button for a free trial? Hi, I'm Yvonne Pran, and welcome to the Effective Church Communications Podcast. We'll answer that question today in today's podcast that's part of what I'm calling A Better Way. I decided to do this series of podcasts because I was very frustrated with a lot of the things that I was seeing happen in church communications and online. And instead of simply being snarky and ranting and raving about them, I felt that it would be much more honoring to the Lord to reframe them and to suggest a better way to deal with these things. Today's Better Way and the upcoming podcast will be on a variety of topics and I decided probably most of them I'll just deal with one at a time because once I get into them I really want to give you something helpful. The one today is going to be on how to not be overwhelmed with technology changes and challenges. Coming up rather quickly I have one on why not to avoid Halloween and the evangelistic opportunities it provides. How, then another one, how to get people to turn in materials on time, one of the biggest challenges for people in the church. Number three, how to avoid being disappointed with special offerings. Number four, how to use humor appropriately in the church. And I've got a whole list of many, many other things that started out as stuff that I saw being done in a way that just really bugged me. I can be kind of a touchy person at times. And I thought, no, that's something the Lord's trying to work on me with. And I want to instead, again, of just complaining, share with you a better way. So let's get started on today. Today's topic, how not to be overwhelmed with technology changes and challenges. Now there are actually two parts to what we're going to cover today and these are both really important. The first one is the source of many of our technology fears and how to inoculate yourself against them. The second one, the second part will be on how to respond to true technology changes and challenges that impact your ministry. Let's get started on number one, the source of technology fears and how to inoculate yourself against them. What started me out on this topic is a free ebook. We all get those things, we click on them, they sound so interesting, and they're often structured in such a way that there is a particular threat or problem or challenge presented, and then the book tells you how to solve it. With, of course, the implied idea that they don't come right out and say up front oftentimes is that you absolutely have to have their technology or whatever they're selling to have handle this problem. Now on inoculating yourself against it, do be aware of these things. I hesitate to say something like, uh, you know, don't even download any of those free books, but some of them do have, have fairly good material. But keep in mind, this is what is called content marketing, and it is the big deal today, where a company often hires someone to write an ebook or a blog or a website article. And as I said, oftentimes the content is good and useful. The writing can be very well done. This was a very well-written book, uh, booklet that I was reading, but the primary purpose is always to pitch a product. Now, 
content marketing in and of itself, everybody does that on the web. What I'm doing is content marketing. I am sharing some content with you and I hope that you'll think that my content is useful and you will go to my website and you will take advantage of things in the ministry. Where mine is a little bit different, I trust, is that first of all, um, most of my stuff is free. Um, and I, I truly want to help you in the ministry. And I try very, very hard not to distort facts to support what I'm, what I'm trying to teach you. And sadly, oftentimes, when it's content marketing to push a certain product, and this is where you have to be careful, facts are distorted. And I will give you some specific examples of this and, and how to be careful in it. The number one thing you want to do, and you should do this in all of your writing. In some ways, this part of the course is a, uh, or this part of the podcast is a little bit of a mini course on critical thinking. But you want to look for unstated assumptions. Now, on this particular piece, the unstated assumption was that after reading this, you were going to jump into the technology. There wasn't even an option that you wouldn't be just going to do something in it. Now they had all of the applications were uh, short sections that said crawl, walk, or run. These were the different ways you could get into different technologies, but they all assumed that, well, obviously you wanted to do that. I found that particular assumption offensive. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But um, I realized up front that they were saying that if you're going to be effective as a church today, you've got to embrace all of these different things. I won't go into all the things that I disagree with, but you've got to look at those unstated assumptions. This one was that you are going to jump in to any new technology that's presented. It's just a matter of how quickly you jump into it. So that was that was a number one unstated assumption that I found bothersome. Second, be very very careful of overstated quote-unquote facts when they base an argument on them. In this particular one, let me read you, I'm going to actually read you the, the quote on this. Um, they, the section was titled, A Legacy of Innovation. And it said, from its inception, the church has been at the center of global innovation trends. Now, I'm going to tell you in a few minutes why that's absolutely not true but um but anyway it went on to say and in support of that it said paul used the newly invented roman road system on his early missionary journeys when people needed health care the church invented hospitals when people needed to become literate in order to read the bible the church started schools gutenberg invented the printing press to mass produce the bible setting the stage for the renaissance and protestant reformation that is all absolutely wrong now I do happen to have a graduate degree in church history. I did teach at a Jesuit university, but even without that, these facts can be easily checked on Wikipedia. Roman roads, just look up Roman roads. They were not newly invented when Paul was traveling on them. They were started in 300 BC, 300 years before the Apostle Paul used them. Now he was actually, and there's a pattern here, that actually the truth is much more powerful than the statement that was false because Paul was actually using a very old and tried and true method to share the gospel. Then the second um, thing is totally false. The Christians did not invent hospitals. Good grief. Um, 
if you, again, just look on Wikipedia, the early Egyptian temples were centers for healing. The Greek temple of Asepolis, Asepolis, I don't know exactly how you say his name. That's where you've all seen that image of the snake around the pole. That's an old Greek image. Those were early places of healing. The church did found and did support many hospitals, but they'd been around for thousands of years before then in various formats. At the Council of Nicaea, that was when they decided on the Nicene Creed and some other things that I won't go into right now. But they also decided, this is something that a lot of people don't realize, that in every cathedral town, there should be a hospital. But again, the church was making the most of an old system. It adopted them. It ran them. It did something with them, but they didn't invent it. And then the next two distortions, um, they're not quite as bad as the first two, but when they say that the church, uh, you know, that when people needed to become literate in order to read the Bible, the church started schools. Well, first of all, people were literate for a long, long time uh, before church schools were around. And there were also schools <laughs> for many, many centuries before the church. Now, the church did make a big deal out of education. And early education in the churches, though, was primarily for the church orders. It was primarily all done within the church. It wasn't universal education. As we get closer to modern times, yes, many churches did sponsor schools, did start universities, but this was not an invention of the church. And once again, they took something that was very old and used it in the service of the gospel. The next one, and this one is a common misunderstanding, Gutenberg did not invent the printing press. There have been various versions of the press, of a printing press used in centuries in China and in other areas in Europe. But what Gutenberg did is he refined it, he popularized its use, and he did use it to print Bibles. But that was not the sole reason it was invented. Again, he took a very old technology and he made he put it into a wonderful new use for the church. Now the bottom line and the truth, the historical truth on this, and this is important for you to understand no matter what, is that something doesn't have to be new to be useful to the church. It's how we use it in the situation that we're in for the people that we're called to reach that's important. In reality, that's what the church has done throughout its history. It's taken the roads, it took hospitals, it took schools, it took the printing press, and it used them all for the sake of the gospel. That's, in fact, what I'm doing right now with this podcast. Radio and communicating by voice has been around a long, long time. And now we have free ways to put out a podcast and get our message out there to people. And this is something that hopefully in my ministry I want to talk about a whole lot more, but that's a whole other other topic. But let me conclude this section. It doesn't hurt to read and keep up with new technologies or new ideas. Download those ebooks, those free things if you want, but be very careful of the source. Keep in mind, they may be primarily attempting to sell you a product. Sometimes it's hard to sort through the chaff for the wheat, but you've got to do that if you want to make wise decisions. Now, let's more importantly, let me suggest a better way to respond to technology changes. The most important thing you need to do is, number one, focus on your people. 
Get to know them, spend time with the Lord, and ask Him, Who are you called to reach? Spend some time thinking through how narrow, how focused is your ministry. Or, if you're called to a broad ministry with a variety of people, do you have team members who can minister to specific groups? When we look at the example of the Apostle Paul, in one place he said he wanted to be all things to all people that he might win some. Now, taken in isolation, that's kind of an overwhelming verse. But remember, he also made it very, very clear that he was the Apostle called to the Gentiles. That is who he specifically ministered to. When you read his writings, you realize that that's the audience he was speaking to. He was speaking to a Gentile audience. That was the calling that God equipped him for and that he was successful in. So for you to be successful and to get the tools that you specifically need, you need to first figure out who is your audience and what technology do you need to use to reach them. This is important because different technologies are significant for different groups. It doesn't take brain surgery to figure out that teenagers use many different things than young adults or seniors, and even men and women will tend to use different things, particularly when you get to the baby boomers. Seniors will use probably different things than the people in your high school group. It does not make one kind of technology better than the other. It doesn't make one more with it. It doesn't make your church, whatever. You just need to know what is important for your people. How do you find out? Ask them. (laughs) Um, Just, you know, you can do a survey. How do you prefer to get news about the church or how do you communicate with your friends or whatever? Just do a survey. Do the different kinds of technology. And I hesitate to even mention any because probably within the next 48 hours, different different things will come up. But um, do they listen to podcasts? Do they prefer reading? Do they they read online? Do they read on an an e-reader? Just, you know, what are the different things? What social media do they like? Do they uh, like Facebook or Pinterest or Snapchat? Or I was just talking to a, um, a ministry person in Ireland a few days ago, and he said that he and his friends use the WhatsApp um, app all the time, and that's something that, that I hadn't used. I thought I'd used them all. Um, so there's there's just a lot, of, a lot of different things, but find out from your people. And then decide which ones you want to use or which ones you want to pass on to team members. Try different things. Uh, modify your approach if necessary. Track what you are using and see how people respond and then modify it if necessary. Now one of the things that could work out really well too instead of being overly intimidated or thinking you have to spend piles of money to learn something ask somebody in a group how to use it. If there's a social media that you're not familiar with maybe Instagram's new to you ask one of the teenagers in your church hey would you show me how to use this? It's a great way to interact 
interact with people and then say, you know, check me out on it and, and make sure I'm doing this right. And this is not only um, a, a way to, again, use that, but to maybe spend some significant time with that person. That's all for today. Just in summary, our better way is to be very careful where you get information that makes you feel like you have to use a new technology. Though you can use things that you read on the web or here for perhaps research, perhaps checking them out. Nothing beats getting to know your people and learning about the technology that works for them. For much more information on church communications and how to reach people, please check out the website EffectiveChurchCom.com and also the ChurchCom training.com site. I hope to have lots more podcasts on a better way. I'll tell you more about the ministry and ways you can support it in upcoming podcasts. But for now, may the Lord bless you and keep you strong, encouraged, and joyful as you serve Him today in church communications.